Welcome to the Inside the Pylon Quick Kicks podcast for Friday, August 26th. Mark Schofield here alongside my partner in arms, Sergeant in Arms, the man of the hour. Partner in Mr. legs. Partner, partner in legs. legs. Let's get it right. My bad, man. Do you want me to should we just take it over from the top? No, you're good. I'll, I'll We'll let it slide. Just keep it rolling. Keep the flow going. Speaking of flow, this is the last kicker Friday in the month of August, my friend. We are almost back for the real thing. Like, it feels so good to be getting that close, doesn't, doesn't it? it? Like, you know what's great? Like, woke up the other day, went outside, and it wasn't, like, deathly humid. You can almost feel just the first, like, tinge of coolness in the air. Yeah, wait until tomorrow. It'll be back. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, probably. But still, though, you know? I know. I had that, it, too. That, that first taste of autumn. You get, like, that crisp day, that crisp morning, and you're kind of like... Man, I just kind of I want to strap him on again. Like, get me out there. I'm ready to roll. Like, let's let's fire it up. Let's do this. Yeah, but then reality sets in as I limp back to the door right after taking the trash out. Hey, all that limp means is that someone else is limping worse, right? Am yeah, I right? Because that's how quarterbacks roll. Hey, look, they didn't call me the ass kicker for nothing. I wasn't just a kicker. I was the ass kicker. All right. <laughs> All right, well, that's a story for another time, but folks, before we dive into Kicker Friday, I want to remind you that today's show is brought to you by Crossover Football, giving coaches the ability to break down game film, to post stats, create searchable clips, tendency reports, and much, much more from both desktop and mobile solutions. To try one game for free, sign up for a demo at crossover.com slash pylon. That's crossover with a K dot com slash pylon for one free breakdown today. Now, Chuck, you're the kicker guy. There's one kicker story that has pretty much overshadowed them all this entire off preseason. Not just all the kicker stories. It's overshadowed a lot of different stories this preseason. I mean, it, it really has. And, of course, we're talking about Tampa Bay Buccaneers rookie kicker Roberto Aguayo, as we all know, was taken in the second round after Tampa Bay actually traded up for him. Now, Chuck, before we dive into the present, let's take a look back because you weren't really a fan of that move by the Buccaneers, were you? Well, well, no, I, I wasn't. And it, it's not that Aguayo is not a good kicker. It's not that he doesn't have the potential to become a great kicker. My whole issue at the time, and I wrote an article on this back in uh, early May, pretty much stating this, my, my whole point of view on this, and I really I finished the article with this, was by drafting a kicker in the second round and also by moving up, to do so, you put so much pressure on that kicker that it becomes almost impossible for him to just go out and do his job. Because look, at the end of the day, I know I'm the weirdo. I know I am the one who's a little bit different in that I actually enjoy watching kickers. I know that 99.9% of NFL fans, coaches, players, GMs, owners would prefer that kickers don't exist. I get that. But if you don't let your kicker blend into the background and do his job he's not going to blend into the background and do his job and by trading up and by taking a kicker in the second round you put so much pressure on him and I've I've already seen it you know I've already seen the the tweets that have come out where it's you know if if the uh the Buccaneers hadn't traded up into the 50s and instead had those two later picks here are two of the players they could have taken well that's going to happen for the rest of Roberto Aguayo's career now that's, that is what you have done to him. And the problem is, every time that Aguayo goes out and misses a kick, that he even you know comes close to missing a kick, it's a situation where you're sitting there saying, whoa, you know, now there's more focus on him. Whereas the fact is, 
every kicker has misses at some point in their career, and they need to learn how to deal with it. You know, it's interesting you brought that up about the tweet saying who the Tampa Bay Bucks could have taken with those two picks. And, you know, we had Doug Farrar on recently who brought up the fact that Jacksonville took a punter in the fourth round and they could have drafted Russell Wilson. So I do agree with you there and that this is something that's going to dog Aguayo the rest of his career regardless of what happens. I mean, we don't know who the next Russell Wilson or late-round talent out of this class might be, well, not even late, mid-round talent. But is this more? was this more a concern for Aguayo on the field that you had or a concern for the draft capital that was spent, or kind of a combination of the two? It's both. I mean, look, the the draft capital, the first thing is the highest grade that I will ever give to a kicker is a third-round grade, just because if you look at the maximum value that an elite kicker has over a a bottom-end kicker, you're talking somewhere between 30 and 40 points over the course of the season. And and that's if you're you're drafting a kicker who's going to be near the top of the league and you had a terrible one the year before. The first thing is, most teams should not have a terrible kicker. There's enough good kicking talent out there that you should be able to find players that are pretty close to where they need to be in order to be good NFL kickers. It's just there aren't that many. There, there are more good kickers out there than there are open positions at this point. But I think beyond that, you know, we talk about what this means in terms of Aguayo on the field. And, you know, one, one thing that I wanted to point out during this week, and it's, you know, the, the, the criticism has just been nonstop. I mean, you've got Aguayo's missing kicks in practices, and people are saying, oh, it's the worst kick I've ever seen. Oh, he's, he's falling apart. Well, look. Kickers miss crap all the time in practice. It's just no one writes about. Like, this is not an abnormal thing. They don't hit every kick over the course of their career. If they did, we wouldn't be talking about drafting kickers, you know, not drafting them. We just say, okay, kickers are going to hit on every time. It's, you know, it's, it's just how it is. But that's, that's not how it works. Kickers will miss kicks. And you go back and you look at some of the kickers who actually turned out pretty good. And you look at some of the stats in terms of, you know, really what they did in the early parts of their career, okay? Some of these guys, you know, Adam Vinatieri was around 77% in his first season. Steven Hauschka was below 70% in his first season. Steven Goskowski on, on field goals between 30 and 39 yards was 7 of 10 in his first season. I mean, you're talking about guys who, you know, are at the top of their position, but they had to go through some struggles first. And, you know, I, I think the thing with Aguayo, it's not to say whether or not he is going to be good or not. Because, look, there is always a chance with any player that you can completely flame out. I mean, we've, we've seen this with just about any, with not just about, with every position that's out there. We can go through quarterbacks and find our Jamarcus Russells. We can go through our Ricky Waters at running back. I mean, we, we can go down the line through every position and say, that's the guy who I thought was going to be it, and he flamed out. We could, you know, Charles Rogers at wide receiver. We can go, you know, all the way down the list if we want to. Players will flame out, but you have to give them a chance to show what they can do. Roberto Aguayo has not even hit his third preseason game yet, and people are already calling him a bust just because there is so much focus on this kid that he is not getting a chance to prove whether or not he actually can do it. He, again, to this point, hasn't done it, but we're through two preseason games. Give the kid a chance. Let's talk about his struggles for a little bit. What have you seen from him in action that either gives you some confidence that he's going to get through this 
or sort of raises a red flag to your kicker trained eye? It's a it's a mixed bag so far. I'll tell you this much from a, from a technical perspective, it is a real mixed bag. The one concern that I had with Aguayo during the entire time I was scouting it is that his motion through the ball, it's a very dynamic move which is how he creates a lot of his power, but the downside to it if any of the timing gets thrown off, it really starts to make things look bad in a hurry. And and what I've seen from him is that what he's doing, and I see this, I, I looked at both uh, a 32-yard miss that he had as well as a 49-yard miss that he had against Jacksonville in the game that he went one for three last weekend. And on both of those, what what he has a tendency to do with, with a kicker, what you want is everything going through the target at impact. And Aguayo's never quite done it in a traditional sense, but it's been so dynamic and it's such a powerful move that you just say, okay, like whatever he wants to do, that's fine because he creates such a, cl- a clean plane when it's all said and done. What he's doing here is the equivalent of, and I'll use a pitching comparison as opposed to a golf one here, just so that we whoa, can avoid. Whoa, everybody playing the Chucks on a drinking game just got thrown a curveball. We are not drinking yet today. What what he is doing is, if, if you look at a pitcher and how a pitcher uh, tries to follow through to the plate. One of the biggest things that you see in a pitcher is if his shoulders open up early, the ball tends to fade to the arm side. It ends up, you know, high and on the arm side in a lot of cases. Likewise, if the shoulders open up too quickly, or rather, I'm sorry, if, if the shoulders are too closed and aren't really getting through there, you end up, you know, that's, that's when you see pitchers bouncing the ball an awful lot. It's, you know, they, they just don't have that proper timing in their motion. Well, what you're seeing in Aguayo here is... His shoulders are staying closed effectively, and what that does when you're kicking is it forces you to push the ball because your hips, you know, you've got your, in his case, his left shoulder is down and and staying very closed and perpendicular to the line of scrimmage, and it's just very tough to get your hips around. He's generating a lot of torque, but he can't control it because his shoulders are just pointing in the wrong direction, and he's a little bit hunched over, and on both of his misses... He's doing that. I watched a 34-yard make where he actually keeps his shoulders much more square. They're much more upright. And what happens? The ball goes dead center. What I was impressed about, okay, the, the, the issues that he had mechanically, they were the same on both of those misses. That 34-yard make was his last kick of the game. So he had these struggles throughout the game, came back, hit his last kick. And, and, and I look at that and I say, okay, this is a kicker who could identify what was going on and fix it. Now the question is, can he maintain that? I don't know, but it shows me that in game, he can at least try to figure it out. I would have liked to see that it didn't happen. Uh, it didn't take two kicks to figure it out. But look, it's uh, if, if I'm grading his performance thus far, it's not great, but that is a step in the right direction that he was able to finally diagnose that at least. Well, sometimes it takes some film review to be able to figure those things out. And to the coaches that are listening out there, crossover football can help you win more games and make smarter use of the film room with your team. Crossover breaks down and stats out your game film, giving you searchable clips, advanced ODK, tendency reports, and a wealth of other great information that you can access from any PC or mobile device. Your formations and personnel packages can be labeled with your team's terminology. You can create custom highlight reels, and you can exchange video with anyone on any platform, including your entire roster or coaching staff. To try one game for free, sign up for a demo at crossover.com slash pylon. That's crossover with a K dot com slash pylon to get one free breakdown 
one breakdown for free today. Chuck, we heard a report this week coming out of Tampa Bay that they're actually looking to get sort of a mental coach or some sort of advisor to Aguayo to sort of help him yep. work through the mental stuff. Is that a positive development, do you think, or is that another sort of red flag? No, I, I think it's a positive development. And, 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 I, and I saw plenty of people tweeting out. They said, oh, kicker needs a mental coach. He's falling apart. Well, Aguayo's worked with a mental coach his entire time that he was at University of Florida State or Florida State University, however you want to put it. He was pretty good while he was there, okay? Like, it's, you know, th these are things that you do if you're trying to get that extra edge. You know, this is, this is equivalent to Tom Brady eating avocado ice cream. You do the things to try to give yourself that extra edge. Maybe it works, maybe it doesn't, but I will never fault any player for trying something to give himself that edge. Now, if it's not working and if, in fact, it's making things worse, and one of the concerns that I do have today is I do wonder if Aguayo is listening to too many different voices right now because everyone's got an opinion on what, what he needs to be doing. Every single person out there. And the fact is, most people don't have a clue what they're talking about when it comes to either kicking in general, his specific motion, or you know what he's going through because most people have never experienced that. So, you know, I think if I am... Roberto, I'm sitting there and I'm saying, I want to find one person who I can trust, who really understands my mechanics and what I am going through with these struggles right now and can help me through that. I don't want to be listening to three or four different people because, you know, it's, it's no different from when you go to try to find advice about anything else. You go and you say, okay, well, what's the best TV that I'm going to buy? And you get a million different people talking to you. Look, it, it, you need to find one voice that you trust and listen to that person. So if I am Roberto Aguayo here, I am going, and apparently from what, from what I have read, from what I have heard, he's still working with the same coach uh, that he worked with at Florida State on the mental side of things. And I say, great, stick with that guy and block everything else out because, you know, I, I, I had a coach in college, and, you know, his, his whole tagline, the whole thing that he said is, look, you make mis if you're going to make mistakes, which everyone is, you make mistakes your way, and you make them at full speed. You don't second-guess yourself, and that's, that's what I want to see from Aguayo. I don't want to see him trying to reinvent himself and become something that he's not. Look, if you are going to go down, go down with confidence. Go down swinging. Put up a fight. Don't roll over and try a million different things. Find something you believe in. Find something you trust in, and just go and rip the ball because the kid can do it. The kid can do it. He just has not been able to. And a lot of it at this point, I do think, is a confidence problem. Get out there. Trust yourself. Find something you trust. And go down swinging if you're going to go down. That's, that's the best thing that I can say. Because, look, if you go down and you're not, you're not being true to who you are as a player, what's, what's the point? I mean, you, like, you're not even giving yourself a chance then. Do you remember that movie, Tin Cup? Yeah, Seven Iron. It's the only club I play with. There you go. But do you remember that scene when he was at the range before the U.S. Open and he had the yips? Yep. And um, his caddy, good old, uh, was it Cheech or Chon? Yeah, Cheech. Yeah. What, was it tells Cheech? To, yeah, I, I think, I it, think was it was Cheech. Cheech. Yeah. Tells him to like put the change in the other pocket, turn the hat around, all this stupid random stuff. All and he starts striping yep. him again. Yep. Yeah. Do you think it's just something as simple as that? Just clear the mechanism kind of thing? Or it's uh, you can also go Major League Two with uh, Rube Baker, catcher who can't throw back to the pitcher, and all of a sudden uh, yeah. he, you know starts quoting Playboy, and all of a sudden he's just firing him right back there. 
Yeah, it's. I mean, look, it, I had all kinds of dumb rituals that worked for me. And, and look, for me at least, when I was kicking, I changed them up like every two or three weeks because you'd have a bad day and all of a sudden you change something up. I remember my senior year, our punter, Brian Scullin, actually, he would go through a thing where when he lined up you know, and, and got back there to uh, punt, he would go up and he'd count off all his guys, and then all of a sudden he'd start singing to himself, Take It Easy by the Eagles. Oh, and, and he'd know That's like a good tune. And, and his whole timing was based on he knew exactly when he was going to get the ball based on when he nodded. And so it was it was almost like a timing mechanism for him that got him into a rhythm. You know, so there's all kinds of stuff that you can do. You know, I had I had things like that, too, where, you know, I'd go out and I'd be, you know, thinking, OK, I'm, you know, doing like a guitar solo or something. And it's just stuff just to get you in the right frame of mind and not be thinking about a million different mechanical things while you're out there because you know as a quarterback look the second you start thinking mechanics while you're making a throw where's that ball going ground it's it's like either the ground or right into a defender's hands you want to get out there and you just want to throw that ball and that's it's the same thing when you're kicking so there is something to that where it's look find something you trust and then just go out there forget about it and just rip the ball like if you're going to hit the ball into like the back of a lineman or just shank it towards the corner just go do it. If, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. But just go rip the ball and trust yourself. And that's, that's I think, the issue that you run into. And this, is, this gets back to the whole second-round drafting thing. People are not giving him a chance to do that. We are, again, we are, it is August 26th. We are, the, the, his third preseason game is tonight. And we are talking about, you know, is Roberto Aguayo going to be able to make it as an NFL kicker? No one has a clue. Like we're we are literally two games in, and he has been written off by probably ninety percent of people who have watched his games. And and I'll tell you, I hope to hell that this kid proves him wrong because, again, he has the the deck the deck is stacked against him from the perspective of him not having a chance to be able to to do this and really come to come into the NFL on his own terms. He's got to be able to do this now. And and look, if he comes through this. A lot of props to that kid because, you know, again, there are a lot of people who before, you know, already right now, a lot of people have written him off. Hope he's able to get this together. But we're, we're going to see. I mean, it's my, my general rule of thumb is you give a kicker somewhere between four to five games to get out of a slump. If he can't do that, look, you need to start thinking about moving on. So we're two games into a slump here. You know, you still got some time. I don't think you need to be doing anything right now. Roberto, let's 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 get this puppy moving. Let's get that rock rolling back uphill, and let's do this here, buddy. There we go. Roberto Aguayo has not been written off. Been, been written off here. Kind of stumbled over that, but you know why I did that? Crap! Time it is. Beer clock, my man. Yeah, it's about yep. that time. Crack them open. <laughs> it's about that time. Chuck, any last thoughts before we really? Uh, kick him back to no that's weekend. that's it man I'm, I'm excited to see what he does this weekend i'm excited to see if he's able to turn it around again this is a kid with all the talent in the world having himself a little bit of a tough time right now we'll see what happens uh again he's got some mechanical things to clean up i got an article up on the site on that about those uh and and i'm going to be watching pretty intently to see if he can do it here there we go folks hope you've enjoyed this, this edition of kicker friday um enjoy the weekend um school's starting back up soon fall is in the air football is back so it's a great time to be alive everybody as always check out the site inside the pylon.com follow us on twitter at it pylon and please follow chuck on twitter look it's at itp underscore chuck z he's closing in on a thousand followers let's get him over the hump shall we 
No, no FCS kicker has ever gotten to a thousand. By the way, really? No, that's not true. Well, it sounds true. It, it does. Oh, th oh thanks, that. buddy. Thanks. Appreciate it. I'm just it. saying. I mean, I'm just saying. Hey, look, if you haven't gotten there yet, I'd imagine I can't imagine anybody else has. That's no, that's what that's what I tell myself every day. Folks, we're wrapped for now. We'll be back Monday with the next edition of the Inside the Pylon Quick Kicks podcast. Mm -hmm.